Believe in Yourself, Podcast 6. Research has shown that as self-esteem goes up, anxiety goes down. As you gain a sense of self, a positive self-image, self-confidence, then you have a belief in yourself that you can handle life's challenges, including anxiety. Here we've developed three dimensions of self. The mind, the emotions, and the behavioral self. In Hebrew, we call this the mind, the intellect, the heart, the emotional self, the ruach, and the body, the guf, or the nefesh, the body self, the behavioral self. In podcast number three, we dealt with the mind, how to develop a sense of wholeness and wholesomeness in believing in your sense of self through your mind self, the dimension of mind, which is the consciousness of your values and strengths. That is through the wheel of strengths. So now you have, through podcast three, a sense of dimension of self through your mind and intellect. Podcast number four dealt with the emotional self. And to gain a sense of wholeness and emotional self-awareness through the soul state. To go to your beautiful place, feel it, experience it, and feel whole. In podcast five, we dealt with the behavioral self through the circle of control. Now we have three dimensions of self and we become aligned. The mind, heart, and actions are aligned and we have a full sense of self. Now once we have a sense of self, old patterns die hard. And therefore we perhaps have learned negative behaviors through nurture, through challenges in life. And we've learned to worry. We've learned to think negatively. And therefore in different dimensions of self, we have attacks on the sense of self. We have a mind attack called thoughts attack us that attacks the mind or the self, uh, the strength, the strengths wheel. We have emotional attacks and we have behavioral or body attacks. Today we're going to deal with the attacks on the mind, on the wheel of strengths. So when we have a sense of wholeness and a sense of our wheel of strengths, there will be cognitive thought attacks attacking us saying, no, you're not so good. No, you're not a valuable person. And these attacks are going to occur. So therefore, we have to learn how to deal with these cognitions. For example, we have a number of cognitive distortions. Let's talk about for a moment what cognitions we have in terms of our thinking about the coronavirus anxiety syndrome. Now, perhaps we say to ourselves, life is never going to be the same, or I'm not going to be able to handle this, or my business will never recover, or I don't know if I'm going to survive this. And therefore, when we think that way, as we've said before, the mind bone is connected to the heart bone, just as we say the, the the hip bone connected to the knee bone connected to the ankle bone. Well, the mind bone causes our emotions to feel uneasy, nervous, and uh, worried and stressed. It's our thinking which is causing us to feel negatively and anxious. And therefore, if we're thinking negatively, we have to analyze these thoughts to see whether or not they are realistic thoughts. So just because we have a thought doesn't make it true. Remember, thoughts 
are just thoughts. They are not reality. Let's analyze the thought which says to ourselves, and I want you to write this down. I want you to write down your thought saying to yourself that this anxiety caused by the coronavirus is overwhelming me. I can't handle it. It's, it's going to destroy me and my family. We have those thoughts and that causes us stress and worry. Let's analyze that thought with eight possible cognitive distortions using a scientific method. Let's analyze that thought to see whether or not that thought is true. Number one, is it all or nothing thinking? If I say to myself, I'll never be able to handle this or I'll never recover from this. This is called all or nothing thinking, otherwise known as black and white thinking. Is it true that I'll never recover? Can it be true? I'll never recover. We are using a black and white thinking, which is not true because we may recover. It's possible to recover. Many people will survive. And therefore, it is simply not true to say that I will never recover. My business will never recover. I'll never survive this. It's a cognitive distortion. There are colors in between black and white. Gray, purple, blue, red, orange, green, yellow. And therefore, we have to say that there are levels and degrees of whether I can handle this or not. So to say I'll never recover is awfulizing ourselves, is using hyperbole, which is all or nothing thinking, which is a cognitive distortion. We need to change that statement. Number two, overgeneralization. I'll never recover from this. Well, have you ever recovered from an illness before? Yes, you have. Have you ever had the flu before and recovered? Yes, you have. Do you know people who have had the coronavirus and recovered? Yes, you do. And therefore, it's not true that because of this, I'll never recover. You're overgeneralizing from this situation and saying, and, and never in my whole life will I ever be able to recover from this. That's called overgeneralization. And overgeneralizing is a distortion. It's a cognitive distortion. This is a particular challenge. We'll deal with it and we'll overcome it. Maximizing negatives. When you say, I'll never recover. This is a horrible situation. I'm losing my business. I'm losing income. Are you maximizing negatives? Yes, you are. Is it a distortion? Yes, it is. To look only at the negatives of situation is negative thinking, and it is not true. Are you minimizing the positives? Are you not looking at the positives that have come out of this or could possibly come out of this? For example, I believe that since the synagogues are being shut down, the yeshivas and schools are being shut down, I believe that God is forcing us to go home. God is saying to us, go home and work on your shalom bayit. Go home and work on your marriages. Go, go home and work on your relationships. And if we focus on that and learn to listen, to talk, to be active listeners, to be more compassionate to our spouses and our uh, significant others, then we are going to be able to learn that there are positives because of this. It's not all negative. And therefore we have to learn that there are positives coming out of this. Secondly, we can also reflect on ourselves and improve the purpose of life. And you heard it here first. The purpose of life, according to the Vilna Gaon, is to become the best person you can become. 
I believe that being forced to avoid distractions and to avoid all of the negatives that are going on in our lives and to avoid faith, avoid all of the uh, social interaction, interactions that we've been involved with all our lives and focusing on them, on what we eat and how we put that on Facebook and what we're doing on Facebook and where we've gone on Facebook. Instead of working on interpersonal relationships, I believe that God is forcing us to go inward, to look inward and say, am I a person who speaks correctly? Am I a person who speaks positively? To do an internal self-inventory and say, let's stop focusing on the outside world for now. Let's work on our internal selves. That's a positive which is occurring because of this challenge. Five, fortune-telling. Fortune-telling is, I am predicting the future. I am being like a mini-prophet. I'm saying, I'll never recover. I'll never get over this. Well, when you say, I'll never get over this, you are predicting the future. Now, prophecy ended at the end of the Second Temple period, around 200 BCE. And therefore, we do not have the power to predict the future. To predict the future and say, I will never recover, is saying, I'm predicting the future. And that is a distortion because we cannot predict the future. We can only live in the present and deal with what it is now. We cannot predict what's going to happen in the future. That's the purview, that's the jurisdiction of God. To say, I am never going to recover, is usurping the jurisdiction of God. And therefore, we cannot tell the future. And therefore, fortune-telling is a distortion. Stay in the present. Labeling. I'm a failure. And many people come to me and say, I'm a mistake. I shouldn't have been born. My parents didn't want me anyway. They label themselves a loser, a failure. Labels don't belong on people. That's a distortion. Labels belong on ketchup bottles, but not on people. I can say I made a mistake, but you can't say I am a mistake. You know why? God created you. God doesn't make mistakes. I may say that I had a failing. I failed at something, but I am not a failure. People cannot be labeled or label themselves as a person who is a loser. You have to say I'm a person who's challenged and I can deal with this. That is the correct statement. And therefore saying I am a failure or I'm a mistake is a labeling, which is a cognitive distortion. Number seven, shoulda, woulda, coulda. If only I would have taken a, a different career path. If only I would have married somebody else. If only I wouldn't have gone to that party or that gathering. I wouldn't have gotten sick or that person wouldn't have gotten sick. Should have, would have, could have. Shoulda, woulda, coulda. That is a distortion. Why? Because should have, would have, could have is a fantasy. I didn't do that. I didn't take that career path. I didn't go that way. I went this way. And therefore, shoulda, woulda, coulda is a cognitive distortion. Therefore, we must live in reality and not in fantasy. Lastly, blame. I'm blaming myself for these mistakes. Why did I get stricken? Why am I in quarantine? Why did I get the virus? Why am I not successful in my life? Why do I have a difficult, challenging relationship? Why are my kids so difficult? I'm blaming myself, or I may blame others, blame my spouse for these difficulties, or I may blame the community, or I may blame the government, or blame the president for not taking further action or quicker action, or let's be honest with ourselves. We are all grappling at this time with our faith. We can tend to blame God. 
Why is God doing this? Why is God causing this pandemic around the world and killing innocent people, allowing people to die? We turn to God and we say, why is a good God doing this? Well, this is a matter of faith. This question was asked by Moses when he turned to God and said, show me your glory. And the Talmud in Brachos says that that means God, Moses asked God, why do good things happen to bad people? And why do bad things happen to good people? That question is 3,500 years old. We're not the first people to ask that question. And today we're not going to deal with that question. That's beyond the purview of this podcast. Perhaps at a different time we can answer this question and deal with the many philosophical answers to this question of why bad things happen to good people. However, blaming God is wrestling with God. It's okay to wrestle with God. It's okay to wrestle with our faith. It's all. It's okay to have a a question of faith and a crisis of faith at this time. However, blaming God for this uh, takes us away from our personal responsibility. And the personal responsibility is, I have to deal with what is, not what if. Why did this happen? Let's deal with what reality is. Instead of blaming others or blaming God, our job right now is to face responsibility and say, what can I do right now to deal with the CDC regulations? How can I practice social distancing? How can I wash my hands properly? How can I make sure that I don't go outside and and uh, expose myself to a uh, difficult situation or a, an irresponsible situation? That's taking responsibility for myself. Now, if the statement we wrote down at the beginning of our segment is, I can never overcome this, I can never deal with this, life will never go back to be the same, then if we analyze that statement and we see that any one or two or three of these, that statement, is guilty of violating one of these distortions. If I say to myself, I'll never recover, that's all or nothing thinking. I'll never recover, that's fortune telling. I'll never recover, I'm maximizing negatives, I'm minimizing positives. Well, therefore, that statement is wrong. That statement we're saying to ourselves is a distortion. And therefore, we must change that statement. So instead of saying, I'll never recover, let's correct that statement by saying the following. This is a challenging situation. I am faced with a challenge. I'm going to marshal all my resources from my mind, my wheel of strengths, my emotional self, and my circle of control, what's inside my circle of control, and I am going to do my best to deal with the situation. Now, I'm going to try my best. I'm going to do my best because trying is a cop-out. I'm going to do whatever it takes to handle the situation. To face this challenge. That is a cognitive reality. That is a cognitive proper way of thinking and not a distortion. And if whatever difficulty you're having, it's because we are facing ourselves and we are saying things in our mind. We are claiming within our own minds negative self-talk by giving ourselves a negative distortion in our minds, which is not standing up to scrutiny of these eight Scientific method, cognitive distortions. This is called cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT. We challenge our thinking. We challenge our thinking. It's not enough to challenge the thinking. We must change the thinking. When we change the thinking, then the negative thoughts, which are attacking our sense of mind, our sense of wholeness in our wheel of strengths, that I have the wheel of strengths ability in my mind to be my intellectual strengths, my social skills, my personality and character strengths, 
my spirituality, my resources, my family background, and my personal growth, then if I remove the distortions, then I get back to equanimity. I get back to my original state of my mind, my cognitive self, which is my awareness of my wheel of strengths. And then I can restore calm to my mind. And therefore, this is a way in which we can get rid of, remove the distortions, get back to equanimity. It's like an oil tanker. If my beautiful scene that I see around on the horizon is a beautiful ocean, and I see the horizon, and then I see a negative thought passing by, that negative thought is an oil tanker. It says, you'll never be able to recover. You'll never survive this. You're a loser. That oil tanker that's blocking my view of the horizon, and my view of the horizon is so beautiful, and yet an oil tanker comes and blocks my view, that is a distortion of my view. Allow that thought to pass. Change that thought. Change the oil tanker into a little sailboat and say, I can handle the sailboat. I can't handle an oil tanker, but the oil tanker is not true. It's an illusion because it is a, it is a cognitive distortion. So if I allow that oil tanker to pass, that negative thought to pass, or I change that oil tanker into a little sailboat, I'm able to say, I am bigger. My vision of intellectual strength, my wheel of strength is bigger than that little sailboat. It's surely not bigger than a big oil tanker. But the oil tanker isn't true. The oil tanker is based on a distortion. And therefore, allow the oil tanker to pass. Allow the oil tanker to diminish its size by you and your mind diminishing it and say, this oil tanker is really a sailboat. And therefore, that will be able to restore your view of the horizon, the beautiful view of the beach and the ocean, and say, I can handle this challenge.